is up. Jammers in the Rough is back in action just for this one week only. Next week, we will be taking a break because PDX Open is in town. Josh is going to be that. I'm going to do my damnness to qualify on Tuesday, so I'll be playing it. And then Cody will be sitting on his thumbs watching PDGA Live. Dude, I'll be done my but, field days. I'm here. <laughs> I'll be done. But as always, we have three amazing co-hosts for you tonight. We have Josh, the taco eater winter. We have Cody, <laughs> the absolute worst. Waldron for second. And of course, the washed up has been once upon a time page is here that's 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 the best intro for yourself you've ever done it's honesty people want honesty and you gave it to them well i think last week i was Um... running on a high this week i've been humbled and i don't know i'm gonna humble uh... you some more let's 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 see let's hear it the v-rock was the 4401 like i said oh there you go and the v-rock 3 was the lion they changed the name. They only submitted oh. it to PDGA as the Lion. Oh, interesting. So I have a V Rock Three Lion. Yeah, yeah they I'm weren't. They they were only made in a prototype. Shimmer Star. I think it's cool that I match my cup to my shirt to my hat. I'm I'm super fly today. Super fly. That jersey's so sweet, dude. It's so comfortable too, and it actually fits like a regular like shirt. Some of the other stuff I got's like squeezing me tight. I'm not a small man, so. No, like Birdie, uh, Birdie jerseys run, I think, true to size, maybe slightly bigger. Yeah, which I almost like a because, little bigger. Yeah, but it's not like, oh, this is baggy, it's comfortable. Whereas, Dude, the kids like, I think, at school love it. Yeah, because they're all so. it's cupcakes. That's Cupcake Man. <laughs> I got a cupcake in the bag, too. Mm. But yeah, so if you guys weren't here, I was talking about how Berg FD2 is overrated. <laughs> Terrible. Overrated. Terrible. I mean, no, Terrible. Terrible. Ah. The thing is, I don't think the Berg is overrated. I don't think it's like a there's there's a small group of people who love it, but I don't think it's exposed and talked about as much as that darn glitch. Which the glitch is a good disc for certain shots, but yeah, but that's also like the, the the Simon persona. I think the glitch would be dead now if Simon didn't switch over to MVP. Just kind of like you know with all the Polgat and Sonic hype of last yeah, year. Yeah, I remember that. And then it died down because you know they're not seen on a daily basis, but with Simon. On MVP, loving the glitch, and he's probably the best glitch thrower in the world. I can see just, I mean, that not dying out. And I don't think it's a bad disc. I think the glitch, I mean, it's a good upshot disc. Where the Berg fails, the glitch like oh my thrives. Gosh. You have to throw it with touch. You got to put it nose up. And it gets people throw-ins. I think, the, uh, I think they both have their place. Uh, the Berg does not have a place. Uh, in my the Berg, bag, it the does. Berg, the Berg definitely does. Yeah, two versus I mean, one. You're wrong. Moving I mean... on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. You're wrong. You're wrong. Let's see. We finished up. What last weekend was Beaver State Fling? Paige, you played in it. How was it? I did play in it. I don't know if I played in it. I was there. I participated. <laughs> mm. I threw some you throws. Threw this. You threw some discs. Um, but I don't know if I played in it. Honestly, you... I mean. Mm-hmm. Be proud. Be proud of yourself. Oh, I was. I had the. I had the clerk's mentality. Like I'm not even supposed to be here today. I had a great time. My mental game was top notch. I didn't let, you know, what people would call unfortunate 
bad luck, you know, all of those little things. Like, I didn't let it get to me. My plus seven day one could have easily been three or four down. It was just some of those, like, 50-50 things that didn't go my way. I peered gaps. I've never peered. I was throwing too well on some holes where it's like, I've never been here before. Let me lay up, take my par, and I laid it up. It flipped out of bounds, those type of things. Like, I wasn't upset. I didn't embarrass myself, even though it was plus seven with an all-star card. I don't feel like I embarrassed myself there. Um, I outdrove Gavin Rathbun twice, mm. and I made sure he knew it. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, so um, p- put it this way, Paige. Give me two negatives about your game and three positives. <laughs> uh, to be honest, two negatives are going to be too hard. I mean, I don't think the way I was playing this weekend, I don't think the score reflected how I played. I felt like I was playing the best golf I've ever played. Okay. I was just not not converting like I, I wanted to. Um, so felt one, like my, not converting. And it felt like my first tournament. Um Okay. Being on that stage, I felt like I was doing the, you know, when your first tournament, you're like, wait, how do I hold a putter? Wait, how do I throw? Like, some of that was like getting to me because it mattered all the more. Um, and so, though my mental game was good, it still felt like my first time uh, being on, and it was, it was my first time being on that stage. Um, and I struggled. So, three positives I threw so well. My throwing kept me up with some of the people I've grown to respect over the years a lot for their arms and uh, caliber of play. Mm-hmm. I realized my game is quite similar to LaVisca, which was kind of reassuring to like what I was, especially when I look at how how I throw. Sometimes you want to be like, oh, I throw like this person or this person. Or I want to throw like this person. And I never gave Kale enough respect with how my game mirrored him to think about it but watching him play a lot of them was like one disc we're hammering on one disc and one disc only we're working on those angles reinforcing those angles and then he was throwing a strider like i was throwing a mind bender um so having that kind of pro to chase at this point is great because i was losing like like who who do i throw like i was losing that kind of like vision of myself that outside angle so being able to pick up somebody to like chase a little bit more and watch a little bit more play was huge um and then the third third positive my circle two percentage was ridiculous i was hammering putts from circle two like nobody's business day three which is my worst throwing day i had 50 percent circle two putts like (laughs) i was just i was putting everywhere and anywhere and i was having absolute blast and so with that i mean it's kind of a Quick summary of my BSF. I know I don't want to talk too much about it, but really, I was ignoring the score and just enjoying how I was playing, and I loved every minute of it. Huge shout-out to Ken Bozen, who was my caddy for the entire weekend. Um, it was just a great blast having him, hang out with him. There's a couple. He saved me more than a few strokes. I threw a glow mana one time. He was like, Paige, like, put a little bit more Anheuser than you think it is. Like He's like talking to me through it, and I was like, after a day and a half, he already kind of picked up my game and could make recommendations, and I was trusting him at that point, which I think for a caddy, for the first time, was a huge improvement. Um, so with that, like, I absolutely loved BSF. It felt like out of all the Pro Tours I've been to, Elite Series on down, this was the biggest, like, tournament that felt like all the community was there, the vendors was there, it was popping. Like, Player Central was, like, just packed the entire time. So, shout out to Jesse Tomeno for making – it wasn't separate. There's, like, other tournaments like Vegas where it's, like, you have to walk through 
the vendors to get to where you're going. So a lot of people just use it as foot traffic. Um, this is like you had kombucha lady there handing out free kombucha. Ooh. You had food vendors. You had like pound bag disc vendors all around whole ones tea pad. So it was just lively the entire time. And that felt like for me, this is what disc golf tournaments should be like on this caliber. And it was a silver series. So you don't even expect it on a silver series. Yeah. You expect it on the like the elite series, but this one, like it felt like you wanted to be there. So when they announced my name and you turn, even though I was like one of the early tea times, there were still people there. There were still people cheering you. They were still excited to be just in the mix of it. And I don't think I didn't get a clap because there's been times where I've been into like Goat Hill. Hey, Pedro Tato. And it's like your one buddy doing, <laughs> doing that. It's just like <laughs> you just laugh like, all right, I don't deserve that clap. And then you rip one. Um, this one, like I couldn't even count how many people were clapping for everybody. And that felt so, uh, so reassuring for being there. Um, for me, it just motivates me to continue to push harder and get there. But yeah, that's my quick PSF awesome. recap. And you yeah, you went to the pound pound thing, and you didn't get me a ballistics Rufus, but somebody else did. So yeah, I'm he saying. asked me. Well, my, I was I thought all, you would know me. I I was all in competitive mood mode. So when somebody reached out, I went and like offered it to them, and would help them out, but. If you didn't reach out, like I wasn't really messaging anybody back that weekend. I was trying to be like, throw good shots. Yeah, <laughs> which you which you should, you know, if which you're I did. Competing, I just yeah, could not should. throw good up shots. <laughs> yeah, you needed a berg. Do you know? Yeah, do you know who did throw good up shots? Uh, Jennifer really Allen did. and Holland. No, well he did, but Jennifer <laughs> Allen and Holland Hanley. <laughs> yeah, no, not the so, guy that so. won it. No, not him. Uh, no, like, won let's talk about Jennifer FPO won? for a, a while. Yeah, Jen Allen won, but let's talk FPO. This was like an FPO tournament that was outside of itself of MPO. I think sometimes FPO feels like an afterthought. The course isn't designed for him. It was just like, let's oh, modify yeah. the pars. Let's get them playing. This tournament, 18 holes designed for FPO to highlight their games. The whole 18 green, which somebody designed. Um Oh, the gosh. whole 18 green was a finishing green um, that is going to make people's dream 18. Just the whole layout for FPO. And then the battle that went alongside of it. That's what you want to see. I think Portland is storied for so many reasons. But, man, the FPO layout was something impressive. Yeah, that's awesome that they, you know, built a course for FPO on the course. You know, like, it's, like you're saying, it's not an afterthought. Um, and there's some really good shots. Especially like final round, like uh, to have Jen Allen, you know, leading the pack, and you know she's she hasn't. That's this will be her first. You know, like uh, when's the last time she won? Um, uh, on like a FPO. She won go hill. She won a couple this year. I thought. Uh, I'll I'll check it out while we're talking. But like to have her be in the lead card and first on the tee box round three and to get an ace on your first shot, like what a freaking hype train for yourself to like move forward with purpose that was so yeah cool. so she won the a tier of tree bash open down in arizona um and then she won maricopa open oh and the shelly mm -hmm. sharp memorial and she got second at uh goat hill because oliva won it that's right and then she won master cup this year for fp40 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
but I mean, like, as far as like on the on the the DG Pro Tour, like outside oh, yeah. of Masters, uh, when's the last time she's won a tournament? Has she ever won? Been a while. It's been a while, but I think she's been, been in, consistently in the mix. I think she's due. I mean, she's been top five in quite a bit this season. Yeah, she's been consistent. She's been playing since '99. That's that's freaking awesome. Yeah, that's some of the people Dang. that are listening to this podcast well, weren't com- even born in '99. Competing Think about that. It's '99. Competing. I know, but I'm saying there's people that are listening to this that haven't been born yet. <sighs> They're little oh. babies. They're little Go to sleep, Dallas. <laughs> no, that's like what 24 years ago. That's a lot that's... of people. That's even like Colin Hayden. He was like one <laughs> little baby. Like I said, he was just a little baby. <laughs> Jen Allen's yeah, was... doing their thing. But it was just it was cool. And you know, in Holland, like to watch her play, she's she just looks so serious when she plays. And like when she missed that, I think it was a putt near like the back nine. That mm-hmm. that like that was it. Once she missed that putt, it would be really hard. The way, at least the way Jen was playing for her to come back. So I felt for her on this. So I did so good at uh, at disc golf this weekend that I was two cards behind the FPL lead card, and uh, listening to not only the ace of Jen Allen, I was I don't even know. I was a long ways away, and you can hear the eruption. But as we're following them, you can see in seventeen was where. Like, I was stepping up to hole 16, and everyone was like, it's a one-stroke tie. It's a one-stroke lead. And they're all excited about it. Everyone is, like, peeling it off to watch. Uh, and then 17, you can see how Holland Henley lost it. And it was just mm-hmm. kind of like you can just see the energy kind of be sucked out of them because they were so, like – and the other thing that the people aren't talking about, they're, like, 10 strokes ahead of third place. This was yeah. all uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't European close. Open last year where it's, like, Eagle and Macbeth and then everybody else playing a different tournament. This tournament was, like – these two competitors and it sucks that somebody has to win and they can't just keep battling it out because like it was something breathtaking to watch. Like, I don't know. Now that's, that's to me is why I love sports. Like I don't care about who your favorite player is or your favorite team is. If there's a battle brewing and it's truly competitive, that's something I love to see. Like even like FPR MPO watching girthy buckle under the pressure and lose his like mind. Um, yeah was tough to watch, but it's like, that's competition. And that's what it does to some of the best. It breaks you. Uh, Eagle keeping into himself, Colin keeping himself in it or not calling a, what can I think of his name? Calvin. Calvin. Thank you. Calvin <laughs> keeping himself in it, but more impressively, Presnell keeping himself away from the drama and just doing what he needs to do, sticking to his game plan to get that second place. Like, Everyone was like, oh, like Presnell, like it looked like he was out of it early on and he just keeps chugging along the little Thomas the engine that thought he could and was doing it every every step of the way. Like, I don't know, this lead card for MPO was an absolute blast as well. Um, and that's just this tournament. Like, <laughs> that's Portland golf. When the Pro Tours in Portland, there's not been one storied, exciting tournament yet. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't it, know it about is, Portland it golf. Is. It is sad to see that, like Garrett starting, uh, you know, on lead card and then finishing in eleventh. You know, that's a big drop. That's what, but that's Perhaps. why like, I think it's mental game. Because what was it like, Genie or Dreamhole? Dreamhole, he's all like trying to move people away because um, they're walking up. It's like the tree lines there. You can't. They're not really. So he's like doing that, and then like what was it? The announcer was all or the the scorekeeper was like, "Hey, quit moving down there!" Like. 
you can see like from there, like, and then also you watch the skins match and Girthy was just already hyper competitive in the skins match where it's just like him and Scott together were just like, I think feeding off each other um, a little too much in that, that, that light. And I don't know. It was brewing for him. I think he really wanted this kind of like Simon really wanted some of those tournaments and doing everything yeah. he can to put yourself in the contention. Like, you know, Simon tried too hard at MVP open. Um, even Eagle tried too hard and he missed cash. Like, I think sometimes you just want it so bad that your game doesn't follow suit. Hence why I did so bad. Eagle and me are the same guys. Uh, um, okay. I mean, like, look at this. Like, like, so Eagle went, 10 down, 10 down, 11 down. And like Garrett was, what is that? 10 down, 9 down. I don't even know what he got. What is that? It was like 2 or 3 or something. It's like, yeah, because he went 57, 58, 64. It's like, man, man. Well, that's also because you see like what he was doing on hole 15, hole Mm -hmm. 17, you know, like hole 18 even. Like he was just trying to give himself miracle shots um to get himself back in it and when you do those like sometimes they're like hey i'm gonna go for this too but by going for this too i bring five into the equation and that's what he was doing and kind of kept coming up short like i told you guys last week i was like milo does a good job of baiting you in for like you come on i know you can do it keep keep trying and then when you you do it's like ha and know and it slaps the shit out of you and that's Milo, and I think it did that to a lot of the pros this weekend. Yeah, it was a, it was a great tournament. La- final round on both MPO and FPO, super fun to watch. Super fun. Absolutely, absolutely. You know and what I just Cass- noticed though is on the PDGA site when it used to be Paul, like you're like there's like a background to yeah. what you're looking at because it it used to be Paul and um, Paige Pierce. But it's Paul like, and Cat. But yeah, no, that was yeah, it's Paul and uh um, not Cat uh Tatar. Tatar. Yeah, yeah. It's Cat Tatar now. Just imagine what Paige feels, you know, like she was up there for so long. I don't know. That's probably why they've been working so much on their mental health though. Like they've been focusing on that so much this last like year. Yeah. I mean, ever since the documentary came out, really, it's been the kind of vocal the pivot point. They've become more public with their their life um mm-hmm. and like this for and that's the same thing with chandler fry as well like when he started talking about mental health i thought it was important uh page pierce doing the same thing like i think these are all important aspects of it and people too are quick to like don't be wrong like i think page pierce is very drastic of if you ain't first you're last this year but she's won two pro tours this year which is more than a lot of people were expecting for her and nobody talks about when they talk about how washed up she is so I give credit. I want to give her a little credit <laughs> where credit's due. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, I was gonna say she's just like Ricky Bobby, though. She ain't first. <laughs> she's blowing up, and she's last. <laughs> yeah. And this weekend we got what Tim Slinsky Masters Championship down in the Eugene area. What Eugene, Oregon? Yeah, love it. And that one, they're gonna uh, what they're playing, what for the four courses in play uh, for the divisions. We got Serene, uh, Dexter, Stewart Pond, and then the Circle Bar in Oak Ridge. I haven't oh, played the Circle Bar. Yeah, 
the the golf course the golf course is kind of easy like yeah. if i remember i'm hoping they they improved it from last time i played there but that was a great uh great layout but i feel like it's one of those golf courses like they didn't want to like impend <laughs> but uh they didn't want to paid shoe paid shoe is great um, I'd, also... be, I'd be hammers this weekend also, it's always whoever the world champion was that year. It was Conrad and Cat. Thank you, thank you. You know that that clears it up. I feel a lot better about it because, like, I don't pay attention to who's in the background, but I remember seeing Paige and and Paul there last. Uh, yeah, that's good. To know. Josh is How do you feel about yourself, Pierce? That you didn't win the worlds. Come on, yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. How does it feel? But yeah, that 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 makes a lot a lot of sense. Thank you, my trusty Facebook user. Mm, always comes through in a clutch always fact-checking yeah. us that's for dang sure but no team Seleski. i mean i think two and a half great courses um depending on what they did with the one in oak ridge i think you know so my, my two is obviously dexter and serene i think are great mm-hmm. highlights to the mm-hmm. course so uh, Stuart, Stuart pond i just it's a great course that just needs a little bit of tlc and a little bit of work um to make it like really like for worlds like for u.s masters worlds i guess i don't know if that's kind of that caliber of course especially when you have a couple in the area that might be nice you know well worlds is in flagstaff i believe oh is it what is it masters this is just tim slinsky's championship oh i thought it was Uh yeah i thought it was worlds i'm sorry no no No, then then it's this caliber of tournament for sure i think it belongs there and oak ridge like the golf course there is blast, but I would have liked to see if you're already in Oak Ridge, I would have loved to see uh, that, that course pop up on, on this tournament. It's a good master's turn our layout. It's, it's fun. It has character. It's not Stuart Pond. Um, yeah. Like I like Stuart Pond. Stuart Pond's a good, a good course, but like if I have a, the choice of going to like Dexter or Serene, I'm going to pick those two courses for sure. Yeah. So and Serene's, I, I can't wait to see them. Are there going to be coverage of it? Or I mean, I, I I looked on. It looks like it's like post coverage from PDGA. They did it last okay. year, where they put up the. It looks like it's MP40. Is what they're following. Yeah, because as I was gonna say, that's where like Philo and the Visca was on it. Mm-hmm. But they played, then... they did it last year, so hopefully they do it this year. But I'm not sure. But I don't think MP40 is going to play Serene. I think MP40 is playing. Uh, Circle Bar and Dexter. Just oh, they're not two. playing Serene. Like that's a huge disappointment. Like, like yeah, I'm sorry, was... Serene is like a gem of Eugene, and it's I one know. of my my favorite courses. I haven't played in a long time. <laughs> See, I think that I think I actually saw it if I went to here. Um, course schedule. Da, da, da. Ba, ba, ba. Here we go. Um, let's see. MP40, FP40, MP50. It's Circle Bar, Dexter, Circle Bar, Dexter. Oh. Um, yeah, MP, MP55, 60, and FP50. Then MA40 and MA50 are doing Dexter, Circle Bar, Serene, Dexter. Okay. Um, and then Stuart Pond's only being used by uh, a lot of the amateur classes, and then MP65 and 75. Yeah, that 80. makes sense. Uh how did they clean up Dexter for the or for the tournament? It was good. Dis- yeah, we got brand new baskets. Uh, got disc catchers, catchers now. Uh, same layout. Some, uh, same same lay. Yes, same layout. 
but like the oh no, uh, hole what is that 14 is in the long position now. So instead of being that short shot that the 14 has, mm-hmm. it's tucked behind the trees. So oh, like the par four location, but it's a par three. Uh, it's not a par four location, would it be? No, because you do. No, I mean, I'm sorry. The last time I saw it there, a TD put it in a, like put it as par four, but it's a par three. Oh so yeah, 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 yeah. But it's also like the way they have to do it because the park I don't think wanted people in between the trees. They made the out of bounds like surrounding that 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 uh that green. It's gonna oh interesting. It's gonna be it's gonna be rough for some people for sure. Yeah, kind of play it like a par four where you like just chip chip move on. Yeah, it's definitely placement shot to then long putt. Or you could, you could skip it in there though. There's possibilities. It's not that long of a hole. What about 17? Is it tucked away in that right position? <laughs> no, uh, no. It was straight straight up the hill at the okay. top hill position. Yeah. The best position. Mm-hmm. And I've, I'm so happy. I've birdied that that hole so many times. Oh look That's at Josh! Really good... He's getting good. That's a good birdie hole, man. I'm always great happy when hole. I get it. All right, let's see. Then what we got? Portland Open is coming. Well, even before What's Portland next? Open, like we got Cascade Challenge this week. Oh Eighth yeah, here but... up north. Quite uh, a like. I'm so... Oh, go ahead. I was to say with the Masters tournament in Eugene, it forced our Pro Tour that's in town for the PDX Open to shift north to Cascade Challenge. Um, so this A tier. It's just jam-packed with a lot of pros that are just sitting in wait for PDX Open. <laughs> and so I'm kind of curious about what these guys are going to do to this this course. It's a it's a fun course, tight-wooded, technical, um, fun fun course in a random spot. But uh, I'm just excited to see people shred this weekend. I mean, the the depth of the tournament is ridiculous. I, I completely forgot about it. I was like, so I, I'm like hyper-focused on the one here in my town. So, like, it's really... Oh, I'm sorry, it's a Silver Series. It is a Silver Series, so it's not even an A-team. It is? Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, yeah, you're you're focused down south. (laughs) But... And then they're moving back to PDX Open, which that's going to be... I'm so excited for it. It's going to be a really good tournament. You're going to do... You're going to try to do MPL again? Yeah, got the qualifier on Tuesday, so I'm going to do my best to kind of qualify... And sneak in the back door again, and yeah, just follow up my silver all... series with an elite series. That's that's and the, I, I that's feel the dream. like Glendivere, I think, is made for your game too. I, it's you know, it's a lot of bomb shots, and you got the arm for it. I think you're gonna. I think if you get in, you're gonna do really well. I can feel it. That's where I felt like BSF, but I got in and did not do very well. <laughs> yeah, but Milo, Milo's different though, because Milo. It has its way of just getting in your head when you're, if you like start to mess up at it. And yeah. then you start to, you know, like we talked about last week, is like you take risks that you shouldn't take. And then something happens and it's just a, it's a mental strain playing that, uh, that course. No, it's definitely. So you're right. Though. Like <laughs> my game translates really well to golf courses. And it's not just because mm-hmm. uh, I know I had a bomb discs. Like, I play my best safe golf on golf courses, which is really cool uh, aspect of it. I don't really take bogeys too often because um, I dissect them really well. You know, because I tell people, like, the one thing I can do, say one thing about Paige, say you can throw a hyzer. That's the one thing I can do. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I'm hoping to do that. 
and it's gonna be my first am tournament of the season following Tuesday with the little uh Portland Open flex starts. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So gonna put some ridiculous pressure on myself. I'm pretty much just treating it as practice rounds, hoping I qualify on Tuesday, get some like additional like tournament prep on Tuesday, tournament rounds on Wednesday, take a break Thursday. And then make a big push Friday. No, it'd be Thursday. So never mind. Yeah. And then just keep keep it going and keep pushing. So from Tuesday to Sunday, my hope is to be one big tournament mindset. Yeah, it'll be good for you. It'll be good for you. I I ended up doing uh what is it? Ended up getting some some work done on my body. Little cupping action. What? Cupping I'm what happened. What the, <laughs> hell? what the hell is cupping? Oh, it's oh, uh, is it where the, is it where they put the cups on you and suck the air out? And... Yeah, and so it breaks nice. up like your your blood vessels and everything, kills some of the old ones, so your body can grow some new ones. But it's really like when you're like you know when you have a massage and they're like, oh, I'm trying to get you to release or whatever. So yeah. some of those tough areas that don't want to release, um, they'll end up going to cupping or like the the fasciitis, scalping or whatever. And so uh, my whole like funny enough, my whole body. It was an hour and a half. My whole body was good, except for my right side. <laughs> like, my lats were tight, my upper body chest, my inside. Like, it was just everything. She was having such a difficult time getting it to release, so she had to resort to cupping. And it feels great. Like, for how I felt yesterday compared to today, like, my IT bands were so tight, like, my hips couldn't open. Mm-hmm. And so they were, like, locked. So I had her, like loosen up my it bands and so i can actually get flexibility like i'm doing everything i can to prepare for next week and so when i shoot like plus 10 i'm just gonna be like i don't know what to do with my life and give up all entirely of disc golf i love it i love it but yeah what do we guys pdx open elite series are we uh so let's 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 call it let's let's uh let's pick i mean i I was right with bsf i called eagle yeah. All right. MPO and FPO. You get one. I got. I, I normally do three. <laughs> no, we get one pick. <laughs> one FPO, one MPO. Cody, you go first. Right. Mm, I'm going to go Tatar, Calvin. Is Tatar there? No. Calvin and I'm going to go Paige Pierce. Paige Pierce, is she playing? Let's you know what? Out. I'm gonna I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Paige yeah, Pierce is not there. playing. Yes, yeah, she is. Um, is she? Yeah. Oh, this is the wrong tournament. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, so Paige. you got what well, you got? You say Calvin and Pierce? Calvin and Paige. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Hmm. Uh. You know what? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Proctor. This is his day. I, I do like a Proctor. I, I think he's, just... the way he's the way he's been playing, and like being in the Northwest, I think he's gonna do very well. As far as FPO, you know, I'm gonna always miss again, and he's gonna take it. <laughs> you guys are boring. I'm no way. To, I'm gonna go with my new buddy Gavin Rathbun this weekend. Our PDX Open. I think him on a golf course with his new arm is going to do amazing things. And him and that judge is ridiculous. So if you guys haven't heard, he has a new tour series judge coming out. The things he was doing sparkle. with Sparkle. Sparkle. It looks beautiful. Sparkle. 
Is it flexible? Um, Did you get to hold it? I didn't get to hold it. He didn't let me touch it. Um, so that's going to be my pick this for the PDX Open. I think Rathbun in Portland. And if I don't yeah. qualify, I'm going to see if he needs a caddy and go caddy for him. <laughs> um, and then my FPO, I think Ella Hansen. I think she's due. I think Portland she does a good due. job of ushering in new stars. Um, so Gavin being a new star for that that stage as well. But Ella, she has the distance to make you know big throwers humbled on that FPO side. I think she's going to jam her, like, I don't know, what is it, the showstopper? She's going to yeah, be a showstopper, showstopper out at PDX Open. Lucid Confetti is what Emmer 33 on YouTube says. Oh, is that Emerson Keith? <laughs> Wouldn't that be the other? Yeah, okay. I, I just saw Emmer. <laughs> What's the Anyways, R there for? I don't know, Richard? Maybe it's, like, really not Emerson? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like Richard Emerson Keith? <laughs> But yeah, Lucas Confetti, Dan. he was throwing it really well. Um, I think with him and him and his distance with his enforcers and that thing is going to do well at PDX Open. Yeah, um, and I think BSF. A lot of people got roller game going, so that's even like I dug out some of my roller discs and was like, I got to get my rollers going again. What are you using for rollers? I was going to say, what you rolling? I was going uh, Cervini for a long time, liked it, but I, I lost my beat in one. And so instead of beating a new one in, I threw a heat in just for old time's sake. Heats oh, are just super flippy. Yeah. I go sky rollers. Yeah. So it's like yeah. put on hyzer, watch it pull to that cut angle, then stand up. That's my preferred. Yeah. I kind of started getting away from the forced over. Yeah. Uh... I, I, that's, I did the same thing. I got, I got away from the force over because I, I was using uh, like Zoe Sphinx, mm-hmm. like a beat in one, super flippy, but like you force it over and landed early and i switched recently in the like the past six months to uh the halo sphinx because it has a little more stability and i just sky roll it i'm getting some good distance with those rollers yeah with that disc Paige, what is the stamp on that disc cthulhu that's what i thought what is it i want that it's flower mm, no it's I, just, I love i love the it's... cthulhu mm. oh hmm but speaking of Arab speaks, that's right. When you were talking <laughs> about, um, when you're talking about your Cervini, my blue one from Zach is a little flippy. I can get a flip up, but it'll come back. But the red one with your stamp on it is like a roller. That thing is, it's a little dumbier. My stamps, I think my run came extra flippy because I grabbed they a red flippy, one. Man. I grabbed a red one with the terminal velocity stamp on it. And I went to throw a roller with it, and it was like, "Oh, Heiser flipped to flat to turn." I was like, "That's not a roller." Yeah, that's what that's what my blue one does in my bag, and it's yeah. flat too. Yeah, this run with the team stamp on it. This one, nice and flat, but it will flip up, flat, turn, come back, yeah. get some good distance though. But speaking of to... like roller discs, uh, what do you guys use for like when you're in? Deep trouble, like your get out of shit disc. So usually I grab two things. All of my scramble shots are usually covered by my uh, mobile store run of Color Glow FT3. So I grab that for a safety net, and uh-huh. then I grab what I think the shot correctly is going to call for. So like, if I think I'm going to have enough room for like a standstill backhand, I'm going to grab my mm-hmm. backhand disc for that. But I'm going to grab that FT3 because if I need to go tomahawk, flick roller. 
you know, hit the gap on the ante. Like, so it's kind of like my safety blanket in regards to that, to where it's like, if you see me going into the off the fairway into the woods, I'll always have my orange FD3. And then mm-hmm. whatever I think the correct shot is going to be, depending so on like, FD3. You know, yeah, FD3 for sure. Oh, okay. What about you, Cody? Um, Mid range, my Ursus. And then if I need a little bit farther, Felon, Lucid X Felon. So kind of like Paige, something really overstable that if I need to work those angles and just get out, I can yeah. do. Um, those usually cover most of it. Mm-hmm. I, I remember for a while I bagged a stego and I only used it for like stupid shots. It was like tilt? this. Yeah, it was a baby tilt. It was like I don't know what else to do this for. I'm stuck behind like a giant zone, tree. Zone OS's are kind of like baby tilts now. The zone OS is one of the most uncomfortable discs I've ever held. I do not like them at all. It was like I love a zone in the hand. A zone OS is just like a giant wall and then a zone on the top. And I was giving a buddy a heck because. Uh, we were playing uh, BSF, and I was like, "Oh, you, you see somebody throw like he's like throws the Anheuser, just flexes out, lands softly." And I was like, "Oh, hey, great touch!" So walk up there. It's a Zone OS. I was like, "I take that back." <laughs> <laughs> you don't have touch. You're trash. He's, he's trying to convince me, like, "No, no, no! You have to have touch to throw it." I'm like, "No, Anheuser fights out flat." <laughs> like, but yeah, what about you, uh, what about you Josh? For me, um, like depending on, like I do the kind of same thing that Paige does, where like I'll bring a bring the disc that if I have my opening, I can get out with it. And that's usually going to be like a glow votum. That usually is what I'll carry in there. But like I'll my get out of shit disc one hundred percent is the D line FD. That is. Oh yeah, you're, you're so you're like, on the other end. You're, you're super flippy. Yeah, it's like tomahawk, thumber, roller, straight shot, hyzer flip out, small holes, like. It is my go-to for getting out of trouble, and it's uh, it's very. It doesn't let me down very often, and that's why it's like stayed as like my go-to for so long. I'll have people toss me a disc like from my bag. Like if I get to my line and I don't have like the one or two, I'm like, ah, hey, that one, throw it to me. But they're like, it's over ten feet. I can't. It counts as a throw. Like, oh my gosh, we're playing casual. But, but they don't, don't have be measurements weird. to it anymore. It's not measurement. It has it's to be in- like. Intent, intent to throw. Intent to advance your lie. So if a buddy tosses you a disc, there's zero intent to advance his lie because he's, his intent is to give you your disc. And so that's that's not a throw. Shout out to PDGA for making a good rule. Good job. No, because it's also like stupid ambiguous because I had somebody is like, he was going one, two, and like he would throw on three. So there was a hole. He was like, one, Two and he throws it all the way behind him like 300 feet <laughs> and he's like what do I do that was an accident it slipped out of my hands and so we didn't call him on it we didn't penalize him but it's like was that during that, the but, BSF but, but that yeah, also isn't that's intent to throw though there was an intent to throw because he established that his warm up is one two and then throw so when he does that on the second one and it comes out eh, there's not intent that's, that's, because that's him going through that's like saying I, 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 meant, to, I meant to highs and I messed it up. Like I intended to throw a hyzer, but that's a gray area one. That's a yeah, gray that's area. Not a gray, I don't think it is. Like his intent wasn't. It just slipped out of his hands. So then every bad throw, like, you're I'm lying, just gonna like, say it's slipped. If Sexton's sitting here like this, and then it slipped out of his hand, nobody. But that's not an active that. throw. Not, that's, well, that's yeah, his that's his that's his routine. 
the routine is established, and he establishes routine before that happened. It's one, two, throw. And My okay. routine is I one... throw crappy shots, and it doesn't matter. I still right, have right. to count it. I'm just saying, once the routine is established, huh? Uh, different situation. Say Get Nate Sexton I, on next say, week. We're say I go him. up to go up to to throw my shots, and what I do is I do a pretend, you know, a run up to holding my disc and just like swing through holding it, kind of like James does. You know how yeah. James takes it? Yeah. So I go and I go to do that. It slips out and goes, you know, 150 feet down there. Am I going to be like, oh, that was an accident? I'm not going to count that as my shot. I mean, if your routine is established and it's part of your routine and it slipped out, then yeah, no, I wouldn't uh, fault you on it. No. Because whoa, 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 that's your routine. In a, in a tournament? In a tournament? In a tournament, because oh, that's sorry. your routine. Like, if James Conrad is doing his little, like, kind of following through, lining it up, and then, like, it slips out of his hands and goes 150 feet, clearly he was in his routine and it shouldn't be penalized because it wasn't his throw. It wasn't his intent to throw. His intent to throw is like, Okay, I did my routine. I'm going to set up. Now I'm throwing. And then there's intent. All right, That's... flip side. Your buddy that does it on two, <laughs> he makes a great throw on two and it goes in. Are you going to say, sorry, we can't count that ace because you did not intend to throw? Uh-oh. Devil's right. advocate. The... <laughs> so would you well, argue it's not, it's not, that it didn't count? To, it's not for me no, to No, I would because... say it's good, man. You threw one, it. I don't care one... if you're counting one, two, or three. If you can't count, that ain't my problem. One Maybe brings a rule into question, and the other one doesn't. He's not going to call it on himself to be like, what do you guys think? Do you think that ace should count? And so we're not going to talk about it. We're going to move on. Oh, but when it's clearly an next accident. Week we're going to spend a whole hour on this. Yeah, see, that's, saying, too, like, that's too gray. That's too gray. There, there, there well, that's, be, that's, that was my original answer. point. Yeah. That was my original point about the rule when Cody was like, oh, congrats, PDGA. You did a rule. And I was like, oh, but it's like ambiguous by nature. And because it's ambiguous by nature, this gray area exists. Bring your friend on here. Let's argue it. with him. Let's tell him. Listen, homeboy, you're like, one, two, three. I'm not, I'm not taking one side or the other. I'm just saying yeah, you are. if we're taking this ambiguous <laughs> rule, yeah, you are. one can be applied and one can be argued to be applied. And that's okay. the tough thing with like, like with uh, Girthy this weekend with on the rope. You know, the rule was to take it a meter of immediate relief. And he's like, well, people shy their meter. Calvin was like, my meter is three foot two inches. And we chuckle, but it's like he's already trying to like push back in the vagueness of that and find a way because he doesn't like the tree in front of him. He doesn't like the rope here. And like, I understand it's a safety issue, but then in dramatic fashion, he throws his hand, gets tangled up in the rope. And it's just like, okay, dude, like I get it. The rope is there. You don't like the call. So um, should we bring a ruler? <laughs> Should we bring a ruler? They a have meter those stick. They a have these like stick. they have these uh, collapsible meter sticks that are Get for disc golf. Get them out. Oh, really? Yeah, I've seen but... a mini that has a retractable thing that's a meter. Like a mini yeah. has the little. It's almost like a little like tape measure. But it's just like everyone's like when it comes to ambiguous rules, everyone's going to try to argue in their nature um, and interpretation, and that's a tough thing. Like Magic the Gathering, a comma would be the difference of how a card is played. A comma um calling an english professor and so it's like and you have to be specific so being like hey there's been like there's instances where this card exists with this paragraph and this card exists with this paragraph with the comma you play it this way because of the rule change and they had to change rules of that and so when it comes to uh like disc golf i had that same mentality of i'm not going to argue what isn't written what i'm going to argue is what's written and if there's no intent you can't prove intent you're Any non will show you 
you can't argue intent, which is why it's one of the weakest forms of data submission. And because you can't do it, who am I to argue that you were intent, like this wasn't your intent to throw it? Because I can't. And the person that's like, like you have to take him for his word. So these vague rules are tough. Should have just um, fought him. Just fought him. Nah. Just punch him. We called the TD. The TD interpreted the same way that I interpreted it, and he wasn't penalized for it. He got a rethrow. Oh, the TD. That's, the TD yeah. called it that way. Yeah. Oh, TD okay. called well, it. Why that did way. you open up with that? Right, right. That that's that's a that's a huge part of the because I wanted you guys to know how wrong you were. Oh, no. <laughs> that's what it's about. I'm just saying, like when it comes to like. It's hard to argue these things, but Facebook people try to argue it based off of their opinion rather than what's written. RM or like, 33, drop it on us. What do you think? Because <laughs> for me, it was the like same thing with blackberry bushes. That rule about casual relief from things that are going to harm you is ambiguous by nature, and it uses two examples of beehive and poison ivy slash oak. And so all, everybody acts as if it's only beehives and poison ivy, but really the rule is very ambiguous for a, a reason. rattlesnake. That you shouldn't be able to put yourself in nature. Rattlesnake, cactus, blackberry bushes. Cacti. Like, I make the argument of like, why should you come out of your lie with bloody ass legs in order to play your lie? Why can't you take it from the immediate relief so that you're not in the middle of a blackberry bush doing your best? Uh, what was that movie with uh, Macaulay Culkin where he got stung by bees? Say anything? Not say anything. Uh... <laughs> uh, what, wait, we're talking about Macaulay Culkin? No, well, who's uh, the my, kid that? My girl. That, my girl, yeah, there we go. What did you, you just say that movie piece? was called? Good. What did you <laughs> say? That anything? That's right. It was a wrong, wrong, wrong romance movie of the eighties. Oh my oh. gosh! Oh wait, R. Moral of the story: Practice throwing with a disc is a bad idea. See, thank you, R. Emmer thirty three. Yeah, we will take your word. Idea, as... The good idea is to argue rules. If you, if nobody can prove intent, then just throw your oh. shots. Until you get a good line, like that was my intended throw. <laughs> Practice throw with an empty hand, like an adult. I like the uh, like, like an, an adult, adult. <laughs> like a man or a woman, dude. R. Emmer, you win. Tell Paige yeah. he's wrong now. My, yeah, my point is, you shouldn't look like the kid off of my girl when you play a lie. That mm -hmm. you're gonna talk about the death of Macaulay Culkin. That was a heartbreaking movie. You exactly. heartless man. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Okay, so Nicolas Cage in that other movie, like I'm just saying, nobody like... feels bad for Nicolas Cage. It's Nicolas Cage. <laughs> whoa, whoa. But anyways, he'll come after you. Will he? Will he really? Think... Get him on yeah, the show gonna... next week. Let's talk. We're gonna get a cease and desist letter from him. <laughs> for what? We can't talk. Please about abstain bad from smearing my name on you guys's <laughs> low level podcast. <laughs> whoa, level low is state of level. mind. I mean, I'm saying like <laughs> it's a celebrity. Construct. Right there. Like, we're very beneath them. Disc golf world, I think we're doing great. We're like, hey, we have a thousand listeners. That's huge in the disc golf world for a podcast. Uh, when it comes to like celebrity status, like, you have a thousand people, cool, good job. Like, they're not gonna be petting us back. So, we're, we're low, dude. Our Emmer's just dropping knowledge on you right now, Paige. What do you say? Mm. What do you say? Yeah, what, you, what, what did they say? Deep in the rough, he lost a jammer in the rough. Paige, I want that disc, by the way. I want it bad. I thought he lost no, this because he's a weirdo. It's brand new. Goes. It hasn't been thrown yeah. in. Oh, I don't it want happens. that then. It happens. I don't want that at all. Good. We've also been asked this question so many times. Um, what question? Or, le or, or at least we've brought it up a lot. Was the Pathfinder versus Hex. And honestly, like I walked up to a T and all I had was a Pathfinder to use. I'd be super stoked because I love it. If all I had was a Hex to use, super sweet because it's a great disc. 
I just prefer the feel of the Pathfinder versus the Hex. They're very similar to this. I think Pathfinder has better uh, fade than the Hex does. I but. think... Yeah, this is this is straighter, I think. Yeah. I think it comes down to two things. If you're a power torque thrower, Pathfinder all day. Mm-hmm. If you have angle control and touch and want to ease that distance, Hex all day. I think they're both great discs, mm-hmm. but it comes down to your play style and how you throw. What if, if, you you're throw throwing an, if you're throwing... Like Anheuser's and wanting to flex out Pathfinder. If you're like you can throw a flat disc hex all day because that hex is going to reward you for throwing flat. Pathfinder is going to go flat and then stable finish. Um, that's a great way to say it. And that's my my analysis of those. All right. So uh, I know let's we're move getting... on to our our closing thoughts, guys. All right. All right. Let's do it. So Carney Cody, what are your closing thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. So, uh, truth be told, last weekend I, when I, when I wasn't here, I left for Thursday, and I was out. I didn't have cell phone service for the whole weekend, so I didn't get to watch any of the coverage live. So I kind of missed out on that. But it was refreshing not having a cell phone. It was great. If if you can get a couple days away from the cell phone, it just feels wonderful. It was great. Um, there was like uh, three days where I was reading a book and my phone was down. Mm. I felt like, you know, I was just binge reading it, loved the book. And then after I was done with my book, then I found myself on my phone a lot more. And I'm like, fuck this. Like, I was actually happy not being on my phone. I was reading. I was doing things. Yeah, it feels good. It feels real good. Um, What were we talking about? What did we... Kind of we're talking about your closing thoughts. I know, but I'm trying to think <laughs> what am I, what did we close about tonight? <sighs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to say, guys. I'm just it's a That's this fine. is my really busy time of the year. I got field days and junior Olympics, so I'm just kind of and school's wrapping up. I'm I'm just so, uh, I will say there was a question that came in. DD3 is the worst destroyer. I agree. I think destroyers are goats for a reason. People try to recreate that mold universally. Um, DD3s are they're good. They're just not destroyers. Dude, but there's yeah. so many different runs of destroyers from flippy to super beefy. That's, that's the only thing. Destroyer is so great. Like If you're willing to explore those runs, you're going to find one that matches your arm speed. Um, just mm. DD3s, there's, a, there's the same amount of runs, but they're so limited. Like if you want a flippy one like an Echo DD3, which can be comparable to a three-line destroyer, but they're expensive. you're going to have just yeah. as hard, and they're going to be just as expensive to find. Um, and so they're there. And I think the new the new DD3s, when the moment Dismania got away from them, they're like, Cloudbreakers are our new distance driver. DD3s are dying and dead. I think shows exactly what they themselves thought of the mold. And the DD3 um, only came out with, like, C-Line, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, no, C line and Cloudbreaker three was the last uh, DD three before the Cloudbreaker took over that you know kind of mold and they kind of muddled that together. I don't like that. Exactly. I wish they would have picked one or the other. And they did. They picked mm. the Cloudbreaker. I know, but I'm saying like they made it both the same for a while. Why not just say it's still DD three uh. separation? Because even themselves are getting away from their mold. Um, That's true. And I think that that shows why the destroyer. Is better than the DD3 in a lot of ways. Uh, Josh, what are some of your closing thoughts? Um, I'm super excited for the Portland Open next weekend. I'm very excited for it. 
Uh, this is just another reminder to everyone that we are not going to be on next week. We're not going to be recording our show. One week be off. On the woods. I I'm going to try to be on the side of the woods. Um, yeah, that's coming out pretty soon too. Me going out to the woods. Like, are you talking about like your carnival dance fest? Yeah, I mean, what you call the carnival dance fest? Yes. The, the Page, what is it? Page, what is it? It's a carnival dance fest. We all know it. We've seen pictures. It's a carny orgy. Josh has. Like, they go all there. Sorts of- they spend a couple of weeks together and they make little carnies. <laughs> Josh, he, he has like cotton candy in his beard and funnel cake dust all over him, and he's just frolicking. He's got oh, a pacifier in his mouth. In between closing thoughts, we're going to answer another question, the final question of the night. You going to pull it up, Josh? Come on now. Last one, um, Thought Space Team versus Lone Star Team. Who takes it down? Whoa. No. Whoa, whoa. I think personally – TSA is about quality, whereas Lone Star is about quantity. Um, I made the team. I, I didn't even apply. Yeah, see? Exactly. And I, I that's not the first time I've heard that. That's, I a, think hard <laughs> that's a hard one because I've seen it. There's a lot of really good people getting picked up by Lone Star, though. You know, there's a lot of great people picking up Lone Star. Yeah. I'm not saying there's not They're good discs. I'm not going yeah, to trash talk them. But, but if, we go off, if we go off total score, they're going to have a higher score because there's more of them. Exactly. So we're going to win no matter what. <laughs> Just by default. Um, and yeah. we're going to talk physical bouts of strength. I mean, we got me. So there you go. <laughs> um, no, I think I think it's great because it's like, how do you, like even on the Pro Tour side, like Emerson won a tournament, which is great, but Proctor's been consistently dominating and making lead cards. And it's like, which one, like they're both really hard to do. And how do you give one more credit than the other? But then we just thank thank our Lord and Savior Maria Leva, who's been having a stellar FPO season, and Lone mm-hmm. Star's FPO hasn't been stepping up there quite yet. So there's a and, quick analysis. And we're gonna be there. we're gonna have a we're gonna have a Lone Star athlete come on the show here in the near ish future, so we can Emerson bring this bunch of back up. So we can nope. talk shit to their face. <laughs> no, <laughs> so. I'll transition to my closing thoughts. It's very yeah. simple, guys. We have a championship level tournament, <laughs> masters level tournament in Eugene, highlighting championship level courses for this tournament. And funny oh. enough, there's one championship level course in Eugene that isn't a part of this tournament. They had elected <laughs> to go to Oak Ridge over using this course. The Oak Ridge so boys. That just to me is validation that championship level courses are designed for championship level players eugene is showing that this weekend in real time um Thanks, i just need you guys to know that because you guys have been along for this ride you've been along for my pettiness and page is validated and vindicated and right more importantly, I am right. I think you're so, just petty. I'll, give, I'll agree with you. You're just petty. I'll give you that. Um, he is petty for sure. There's no doubt. You're petty. <laughs> so that is my closing thoughts uh, for the day. That's so what with you that, wasted your closing thoughts on. <laughs> we're going to transition to our sponsors. We want to highlight uh, an amazing individual, Rare Air Discs, Alex V. Please use code JAMMERS for 10% off. Um, they have TSA. They have sweet stamps. Um, what more can you want? Dude, besides their minis are legit. Their mini the- is glow in the dark and UV reactive, so it turns purple. 
It's it's a bomb, dude. I love this thing. And I get a lot of compliments on it because they're like, did your thing just turn purple? Yeah. Your yeah. butt your butt is the bomb. Rare air discs, guys. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, guys, keep jamming in the rough. We'll see you in two weeks. We out.